yeah, again, it just comes back to what we're talking about. Like, don't settle for being all right at stuff. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do something, commit. Do it really well. Do it to the best of your ability. Be if you be just good at it, so when, be the go-to person. That if somebody goes, all right, I need a drum instructor. Who am I going to go to? No me. Call McGibbon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. Hi. <laughs> But they want to be. You want to be the first name out of everybody's mouth. You want to keep yourself relevant and yeah. be out there. That if somebody thinks, oh, I don't know what to do, who will I go and get? If your name isn't at the top in the top three, then yeah, reevaluate what you're doing. And people should be coming looking for you. Yeah. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. That's strange, hold on. What's strange, hold on? Oh, that's a solid start. Scott's now talking to himself and has frozen. There we go. That's okay. No, all good. All good in the hood. You're not moving anymore. Back. What's happening? Oh, there you go. I was just checking something that's cool. Because right. I just checked the Dropbox files for the for episode 56. Oh, aye. To make that sure. That was there, but 56. To make sure 56 Central there. wasn't. 56 Central wasn't, but I managed to download it again. It was in there. I just checked. I, just, I hadn't labelled it 56, though. Oh. My bad. This is fascinating stuff for everyone listening after I press record and now we're just talking. Hi rubbish. guys, welcome to episode 57. Hiya. <laughs> welcome to the shitstorm that is our lives right now. <sighs> it's just I just, honestly, you literally don't even know where to start, do you? Even the fitness industry, uh, Boris uh, Johnson is hinting that instead of a foot, if there is a need for a second lockdown, instead of being everybody, they might limit it to people that know how they've done the shielding Aye. for the kind of available. They might limit it to just obese people because they found studies that obese people are at higher risk. Lock so, but up again, the fatties. Lock up the fatties. I well said Boris. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's just so Boris doesn't need to go to work. Oh, yeah, totally. Ah. That's the thing. Like we spoke about the other week there about uh, the BMI index. That's yes. what they were talking about using. Right. All oh, right. Okay. So we'll get locked down. Right. And the whole fitness industry would then die because 90% of the fitness industry is obese people trying yeah. to lose weight. To be fair, the fitness, the fitness industry hasn't restarted yet up here, so... Aye. It's like a guy I follow, um, Phil Lerney, really good guy, PT coach. Um, but I, yeah, we might, this might be cause my second lockdown, which would kill the fitness industry. And it, and, uh, and I commented on it going, or just a continued lockdown for Scotland. Aye, pretty much, eh? Yeah, we haven't we haven't talked about that yet, have we? Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas, a salesman that everyone in Scotland can go back to normal, except you, Scott. Yes. <laughs> Except gym owners and people who want to yeah. be healthy. <sighs> yeah. We need a nation to be fit and healthy, but so what's the plan? Yes, we're going to keep health facilities closed. 
and we're going to give discounted takeaway meals and <laughs> restaurant meals. Right. So what you're saying is you're encouraging people to eat out. Oh, right. On that note, brief diversion, right? See the amount of people I've seen online moaning that they can't, that that deal doesn't apply to takeaways a lot. It's like, oh, it says, it says eat out to help out, but like, that means you can't take it. I can only sit in. Surely it should be called eat in to help out then. <laughs> Shut up, yeah, McDonald's <laughs> scoffing twat. <laughs> Bigger problems in the world to deal with without you pissing and moaning that you kind of get 50% off your Big Mac, you prick. Honestly, oh, I'm on the verge, man. I'm on the verge. It's because they're that fucking lazy they don't want to leave their own house. I know. Right, anyway, I don't want to talk about any of this pish, right? I feel like I've done nothing but moan for weeks now, right? Fitness. Assuming we ever get back to it, right? Let's talk some training. <laughs> You're talking about this mystical... Uh, like, <laughs> are you talking about the Avengers multiverse where we... we in a universe where we can actually go to a gym. I know, mind that thing we used to do six months ago, right? Um, <laughs> so, at the start of all this shit show, we offered up many, many suggestions as to how to keep fit and uh, maintain your strength gains throughout, right? Correct, sir. Hypothetically speaking, let's <laughs> say there's someone out there, anyone, naming no names, right? Who hasn't done that quite so much as they maybe should have in the run-up to mid-September maybe earlier um, we'll, when, we'll, call, we'll call this hypothetical person Brian McGibbon <laughs> if you want <laughs> <laughs> if you like uh, so in the run-up to potentially getting back into proper training again Yes. What advice could we give to any hypothetical people out there to break themselves back in sensibly without just breaking themselves? themselves yes. Breaking in is a very, very interesting term to use yes. because let's just say our good friend Vadim will probably be kept very busy. <laughs> yeah. And the run up to Christmas with people ache, strains and pains, right? Yep. Now, this is a really, really, really interesting approach. Uh, you know what's going to happen the typical ego of a gym user is going to come back into the gym and what do you think is the first thing they're going to test out bench bench so more general, generally speaking they're going to test out what their strength is oh, I might, I might go, what's my one rep max now how much have I lost yeah yeah yeah. It's, no, you're kind of gym bros are going to check, check that out because they need to follow this structured plan that they're working to in order to fit in with their macro plan and stuff like that, right? And blah, 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 suck my dick. Um, right? It's, they're going to go in. Now, the big problem is, have they been doing bench... Oh, sorry, we're not even bench press. I'll keep it more kind of generic. They're going to go in and they're going to test their strength and potentially move a particular in any particular movement pattern that they might not have done. So... If Brian McGibbon enters just strain <laughs> in the gym, right? <laughs> then if they've not benched for say five, six months and they come in and they go, I'm gonna test out my one rep max, what do you predict will happen? <laughs> Nothing good. Nothing good, yeah. They're gonna to totally overload their body. 
and movement patterns. They're going to wear weights that they probably shouldn't be lifting. Now, what's going to happen then is they're going to get aches, pains, strains, injuries, twangs, pops, cracks. It just shouldn't be happening. Now, the most important thing, I think, for everybody to return to gyms is build on what you've been doing throughout lockdown. So if you've been going for walks or runs, keep doing that because that's your, that's your bread and butter fitness uh, of what you've been doing, right? Your body, so you can push yourself a wee bit harder with that because you've already been doing it. Mm-hmm. If, for example, mystical, mythical Brian McGibbon decides, I want to get back to doing strength training, but I have not done any, then I'll give a kind of outlay of what this person should do. So... Brian McGibbon has done zero strength training other than lifting cocktails and shopping baskets. Mostly the former. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So first things first, you want to approach your training with massive amounts of caution. <sighs> because you don't want to and you don't want to you don't want to get back to a gym, gym being open and then injure yourself and put yourself out of commission, right? <laughs> It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So what you want to do is cover the basic human movements of horizontal and vertical push and pull. Mm -hmm. Loaded carries, like various farmer's walks, waiter walks, suitcase carries, even kind of bear hug carries, so you're hugging a big sandbag and going for a walk. You want to do some some of that. Mm -hmm. You want to... Do your bracing exercises, so it's a get like your kind of standard core exercises. Yep. Blank, stuff like that. Um, you want to hinge and squat. Right. So hinge like your deadlift pattern, your kettlebell swing, your glute bridge. Yep. And then squats. Now, I think the best approach would be a kind of six to, a kind of four, six week, I wouldn't even say four, I'd say six weeks plan minimum. Right. Six to eight weeks of total variety. So, and what you want to do is we don't want to, we've all been stuck sitting in the sofa doing video calls, hunched over phones, laptops, PCs yep. for, for a number of months. We've spent more time sitting down probably than we have done. Now, if it was me, I would have, I wouldn't do like the traditional bro split of chest and buys Monday, back and tries Tuesday. Um, what I would pick is full body workouts. Just simply, regardless of my goals, three to three sets at eight to twelve reps. Right. Okay. You're getting a wee bit. You're getting a bit of strength, and you're getting a bit of endurance. So you're building up. What I would do is, if it was, I would do full body workouts four days a week. On those four days, I would maybe do. I would include for my squats: front squat, back squat, overhead squat, goblet squat. Mm-hmm. just so you're hitting all the different areas and your how you feel the next day is going to tell you your weaknesses yeah you might do back squats and feel awesome you might do front squats and go Jesus Christ that's just destroyed me mm-hmm. in which case it can give or like oh my god my, my, my back was aching after that because well, I've just got, I've not got the same level of core strength because I've been sitting down too much yeah um, overhead squats or oh, upper back stability and flexibility has gone right I need to address my flexibility so you almost use the first six weeks, six to eight weeks of the new train as a kind of fact-finding mission right. just to identify where, what areas need addressed. Yeah. If you're going to bench, if you're going to bench three times in the one week, do flat, 
do incline and then do, do some dumbbell variations mm-hmm. just so that you're not getting stuck in that same routine of just that singular movement pattern. Aye. Let your body experience a different range of the motion. Um, and again, do your vertical and your horizontal pressing. So you've got vertical pressing, like standing shoulder press, horizontal pressing, bench press. Right, okay. Um, I'd probably say we should be emphasizing more posterior chain-based exercises. Right. Just, so just because everyone's been sitting down know, for so long. Yeah, bang on. We need to, two areas in the posterior chain we need to look at is a hip hinge. Mm-hmm. So I think kettlebell swings are a must for everybody getting back. And I'm not just saying that because I love kettlebells, but everybody's sat down with a kind of closed chain position with their knees well, in, in that bench seat position. So kettlebell swing, strengthen the glutes and open up the hips. And then more so deadlifts as well, but your upper back, because everybody's been hunched over that pure gorilla position mm-hmm. with their phones and their laptops. So get that working your bent over rows, your pendulary rows, your bandy pull-aparts, your, um, your face pulls, so things like that. Or everything that's going to open up your chest and strengthen your upper back up because... If people start benching and they're already slightly rounded, yeah, they're going to make a bad position even worse and tighter. Yeah. So I would approach it with that. What I would avoid is like your um, your unilateral. So start with bilateral first. So like your no your squats, deadlifts, box squats, um, and avoid anything like lunges, Bulgarian split squats. But you'll be glad to hear. Delighted, yes. Because again, if you're sitting down on the sofa, somebody like you talk about how you're slightly off centre when you sit with your drums. Yeah. Now, if you're already, if you've been sitting down for the last six months, slightly off centre, you've ingrained a new kind of position for your body, and you try to overload that in a singular on a single unilateral movement. Aye. Ping! There goes your SI joint, your lower back, your pelvis. Everything's fucked. I mean, that's all fucked anyway. <laughs> yeah so strengthen the back strengthen your glutes and hips before you start thinking. so I would do like back squat front squat goblet squat overhead squat uh, box squats do all of that I do my deadlifts do my glute and glute bridges and swings right, bend okay. over rows pendulum rows single arm rows really strengthen that up and I would overemphasize that more than my chest yeah because what you want to do is really get some kind of form of structural balance and strength back before we start prioritising certain areas. Yeah, yeah. Just get back to that, that kind of... Kind of, of uh, we need to prioritise these set areas first so that you want to make sure we're structurally sound. It's almost like we need to make sure we spend the next six weeks doing an MOT in our service and our bodies. I just getting that base foundation back up to scratch. Spot on. Yeah. Because if that's not right... If somebody just gets back in and goes, oh, I'm just going to go and uh, fucking hammer some split squats and hey, ping, I guarantee people are going to be gubbed. Yeah, I, I mean, that's never a thought that's ever going to come into my head, quite honestly. I want to go and hammer some split squats. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. What I've noticed, again, obviously I've been doing all my stuff all the time, but what I've noticed when I haven't been, <laughs> uh, obviously my lower back is just, so tight and awkward especially first thing in the morning it's pretty, it's pretty bad at the best of times like but because I've just been slumped in the couch or whatever else mm. I've not been doing a huge amount of squats I notice it in my lower back straight away but 
where I've noticed it weirdly is like kind of uh, the kind of outside the back of my knee. Mm-hmm. So like, so hold on, I'm going to try and outside, show, show this to the, the camera here. The calf on the outside. Okay. Uh, hold on. I need to stand on my jump stool. I might fall off my jump stool here, baby. In fact, don't, don't, don't point it just yet. Would it be... It's going to expose my butt. About here? Uh, right here? Aye. So, like, right in there. Yep. That bit. Yeah. Yep. I notice that. It's really... I just... Awkward and sore. Like, if I'm, like, squat down to put the washing in the washing machine or something, getting back up, you just feel this strain right up there. Because the peroneal's top of the calf muscle, we side muscle, a lot of runners get problems with that. Right, but, that's what it is, it's because uh, I did that 5k that time then. <laughs> this one time? <laughs> <laughs> with that, what's happening is you're not, when you're going to a deep squat position, you're getting a lot of what they call um, dorsiflexion, where like, plantar flexion, plantar point your toes down, dorsiflexion, pull your toes back. So mm -hmm. when you pull your toes back and your knee goes forward, when was the last? How much time have you spent in a deep squat since March? Um, I mean, not a huge amount. <laughs> yeah. So basically, your body's—it's not been worked through that range of motion, so it's just got stiffer. Ah, fair or enough. Or because it's, it's unused. Yeah. So just that, do more uh, squats. It's just, and that's why it's, it's lack of use. Aye. You know what it's like when you go on holiday and you come back. It's that dread for the first few sessions. Aye. The first time you do split squats or lunges, your legs and arse are killing you for a week. Yeah, totally. And it's it's just unuse. And the thing is, it will take it. It will take it. Everybody thinks that. Oh, uh, I'll go. I know a couple of weeks, and I'll be back to my best. Nah, don't. You're running a massive risk. Do six weeks. Write those six weeks off as you know what. This is not maintenance work. This is almost like prehab rehab. You're building yourself back up slowly. Take it easy. Yeah. You don't need to know your one. If and if anybody, I was asked this other day there. How would you work out your? What's the safest way to work out your one rep max? For going back to a gym without actually doing a one rep max, <laughs> if you want to do some formulate some kind of program, and I was right. going, it's a really kind of dick way of doing it. Or can I try to <laughs> work it out? But Somebody's shouting for bear outside. <laughs> Amount of folk that talk to bear, bear, doggy in the window. Random. Like, I mean, he's like that. Huh? They want to talk to me. <laughs> but yeah, sorry about that. Um, and I was like, uh, right. So if you want to work out your one rep max, but you don't want to do a one rep max test, but you want to find out what your one rep max is without doing it, but in a safe way. Yeah. Well. If they really want to play it safe, I would take your current one, your what you were current, your one rep max was back in March. Yeah. Take 70% of it and use that as your new one rep max. Right, okay. So if you could bench 100 in March, I would start your new one rep max at 70% of that, which would be... Sorry, what was the question? I wasn't listening. 70% of 100? <laughs> 70? Yes. Sorry. Well done. I kept the numbers. <laughs> I kept the numbers easy for you. Thanks. <laughs> so I would start. Well, simply for the beginning of the program, I would start. If you want to gauge it, if you're going to do right, I'm going to do five sets of five, starting at eighty percent. I'd work out my take my old one rep max, say hundred kilos. Set my new one rep max to seventy percent of that, which is seventy, 
and then train at 80% of that. Right, okay. Aye. So 56 kilos. Yeah. Which if we think we could probably go on and bench 56 kilos and be, we could probably get sore from it, but with an educated guess, you could probably go, right, I'm not going to injure myself. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes and sense. And the idea is, now, very rarely will I, will I teach and just using three sets. But the reason why I would use it now is because we want to get variety into the training. So it would maybe be, we want to do variety, but we want to look at recovery as well. Right. We both know that first session back is going to be grim. Yeah. Well, first session back won't be as grim as the first day two, day <laughs> yeah. three. Day three, man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second, two days yeah. after. Day one, day one where we train is going to suck. Day two and day three, that's going to be... It's yeah. going to be uncomfortable. So what we want to look at is we want to get back to our best as quickly as possible, but safely as possible. So we yeah. don't want to we don't want to come back in and hammer it to the point. Now, again, this is this goes for people wanting to lose weight and why I hate these kind of like military boot camp structures. Like, yeah, no pain, no gain. Uh, hammer them to the point where if you're trying to get an obese person to move a lot, mm-hmm. if you break them in the Monday and they can't walk, yeah. you've just killed two to three days of movement. Aye. It's the same for us. We want to we want to get back to training. We want to work different body positions and movement patterns. So if we cripple ourselves so badly on day one, we're then negating the effects of moving when we move on day two, day three, day four. Yeah. Being able to move efficiently. So yeah, we're going to self, self-defeating, isn't it? Aye. So we'll go in, do three sets of bench. Finish your sessions with a little bit in the tank. Yep. Because it's not so much the muscles we need to worry about, it's the ligaments and the tendons that yeah. haven't been under load because that's where the big problem is. Mm-hmm. And that's where people need to play it safe. Yeah. So go and do three sets of 10 reps at 50, kil- at 50 kilos in bench. Finish it and go, if you can finish it and go, I think I could do another two sets. Cool. Don't. Yeah, do something Don't else. do another two sets. Go do some dumbbell work. Go and do some squats. If you normally have eight exercises in your normal routine, take up to 12, 12 exercises now, but drop the sets from five to three. Right. Just get a load of variety. Keep the rep, keep the, the rep range a little bit higher than normal. So instead of doing five, do eight, just mm-hmm. so you're kind of getting, getting a wee bit uh, extra movement in it, but lower the load and then just expose your body to loads of variety. Yeah. In yeah. terms of if they want to hammer the conditioning, if people haven't been doing much conditioning work over the COVID break, then spend four to six weeks building up your base cardio. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been doing a lot of work in the rowing machine and the pace is boring. It's a pace where I could sit and have a conversation with Kirsty. Yeah. For easily, no, up to an hour, quite comfortably. Uh, to put the heart rate monitor on. I found, found my old heart rate, my, my strap belt. Mm-hmm. Not strap on, but my strap belt. Um, <laughs> strap, <laughs> heart rate strap that goes around the chest. And changed the battery on it, plugged it in, found it in the room machine, picked up in the room machine, and off I went. And I wasn't even looking at my pacing. I was just like, right, I'm going to keep my heart rate between 140 to 150 now. Right. And a few weeks keeping it below 140. Now I'm like, right, I'm going to sit at 140 to 150. And I'll row 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes, keeping it in that zone. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice pace. If I start to, if it starts to creep up to 160, 170, you're like, right, okay, I'm starting to get a wee bit puff, bring it back. And all it is is just bringing that base cardio in. 
because we want to be able to recover between the weight training sessions. Yeah. Now, you know, as soon as you go above five reps, that's cardio for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we, if we keep it, if we improve if our cardio and basic cardio endurance is shit, we're going to, we're going to be puffed out. Yeah. We're going to be gassed with the weight training sessions. I mean, for me, uh, that that that's probably the one aspect of all of this that's actually going to be better than when I started, just because I have been right. walking and cycling so much now, which I wasn't doing before. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So my cardio should theoretically be better than it was pre-COVID kind of thing. Should. Should. Yeah. <laughs> I'll that again after the first squat session. Right. Uh, <laughs> but if we do that, then... So again, you spend... And again, easy way, find your max heart rate... So take 220, deduct your age. So if you're 40, then 220 minus your age would be 180. Mm-hmm. Take your sitting then 70% of that. Yeah. Which is roughly about 130. Right, okay. So if you then want to sit roughly and you want to spend a few weeks and try to get three to four sessions a weekend of 20 to 60 minutes per session of just steady state cardio. Right. Now, you know me, I'm not a big lover of it, You're but not. it has its place. If you want to then do your conditioning work, mm-hmm. you need a ba- you need to improve your, your base level of cardio. Right. So if you improve that, then you can, you'll get more out of your conditioning work when you start hammering your interval sets and your conditioning work. Yeah. And that'll give you the benefit later on. Right, okay, fair enough. So I've got... You start doing the, you start doing the conditioning work straight off the bat. Again, the body's not ready for it both ligaments, tendons, muscles and your cardio is not going to be up to match for the recovery yeah ah, you're just going to be <laughs> destroying yourself yeah, throwing up in the bin <laughs> you'll burn, you burn out your nervous system you'll, you'll wreck your muscles your ligaments, tendons and you'll just be in a world of pain and not no that good way not a good pain yeah um, no it all makes sense aye I, 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 I'm kind of in two minds like I know I should probably have been doing more and trying to keep the maintenance up over it, but at the same time, I kind of don't regret not doing it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've, I've really enjoyed doing different things. I've been Variety's doing... nice. It's... Yeah, it's, I think, I, honestly, man, like, I love training. You know that. Everyone who listens to this presumably knows that. Um, and I genuinely can't wait to get back in the gym and start hitting it again. But having that break um, has been really good. I've enjoyed doing lots more walking, doing a lot more cycling playing golf makes obviously makes you appreciate other things yeah it does man I've really enjoyed making the most out of just trying different things and enjoying new new avenues to explore and stuff you know but mm-hmm. at the same time it makes me want to get back in and, and start doing some proper training again even more absence, than if... makes, absence makes the quads grow fonder <laughs> absence <laughs> makes the quads grow smaller hi <laughs> Still bigger than yours though, um, but yeah, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> but no, I, de- I definitely haven't regretted. I haven't regretted taking the time off mm-hmm. um, at all. It's been good, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into it. Aye. I've loved the extra time with my kids and stuff with the lockdown. That's been awesome. Hundred percent, man. Um, again, I've talked about this before. It's easy for us to a degree because we like our family and we've got a nice place to stay and spend the time in do you know what I mean and uh, and we're not in like kind of dire circumstances but um, yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be good to get back in and start training again definitely in whatever capacity that may be 
Well, I mean, I mean, are you actually going to come in and train me on a Tuesday? Or are you just going to ditch me for a game of golf? For your I mean, wife? I'm going to play golf first, then I'll come in and train. Eh? <laughs> I'll get my cardio done first in the morning. A wee eighteen holes, mm-hmm. get all my steps up, and then I'll come and train. Or vice mm-hmm. versa, whatever. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah, <laughs> ditching me for your wife. <laughs> no, sad times, man. Sad times. You come play too. <laughs> do you know what no no I just you don't want to see me with a golf club I can I can turn to my hand to pretty much any sport I'm pretty I, I'm not saying I'm natural right but I can take up a lot of sports and pick them up pick them up pretty fast golf really aye it's just something I just can't do <laughs> well, I need to get out evidently <laughs> I'm better in the harmon- I'm better in the harmonica than I am in golf <laughs> Right, so what we're saying here is me and Brian need to play golf with you then. <laughs> so Brian can add no, that to his badminton championship win. No, he's not got a championship win. He's just. I've heard Brian's uh, undefeated in 2020. That's what I heard. Aye, we've played one game and he beat me. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a fact, then, isn't it? No, is he. Was it undefeated? No, I think I beat him in one game and then he beat me in the next one. Oh, Either way, he won the last game, so he's taken. I think I'm still beating him five one on aggregate, but he's claiming that he won the last game, so he's the current champion. <laughs> well, he is. Which I don't care. Right, I'm making it for all the people that listen to this. Right, that come to my gym mm-hmm. and that I train. You know, I'll love you, right? Most of you. No. Sorry, I mean chewing gum. I'm telling. I'm telling you right now. If gyms and leisure centres open on the exact same day mm-hmm. and Brian is off work that day, I will keep, I will keep the gym closed until I go and play Brian at Badminton and Wolfie's ass. <laughs> Kicking Brian's ass at Badminton is more important than me opening my business back up making a live Absolutely right as well. That's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to start my secret ninja badminton training tonight. I'm amazed you haven't been training throughout. <laughs> Just to make sure when you go you know, back, you'll beat him. Really tempted. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to destroy him when we get back. You think? Mm-hmm. You'll have been spending a lot of time lunging, picking up baskets, and shopping and all that, though. Nah. You wanted the cardio. See, I've got my cardio on the road. I'm just going to gas him out. I don't know, man. Again, lugging all that shopping up and downstairs all the time. I reckon he's going to come back and bank. He's at it. He's at it. He's just winding us up on the WhatsApp. He's probably the, the fittest he's ever been. He'll come back that six pack. <laughs> I know he'll be like, he'll shredded. He'll be like some Viking warrior or something. <laughs> he's either going to come back with a six pack or a six pack of damn Jammy Dodgers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Aye. Uh, oh, speaking of, come back, I'll start work tomorrow night with the football team again. Oh, cool. That'll be good. So, in the Bell- just at Bella Houston Park, so outdoor session with them. Right, cool. That'd be good. Um, so. I, yeah, so sorry, just put it in my head there. Speaking of outdoor park sessions, we were at um, Rook and Glen on Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know what day it was. I think it was Sunday, just for a walk. Uh, it was Saturday. Sorry, not that it's relevant and anyone cares, right? But it was annoying me. <laughs> it was Saturday morning, right? What was talking about? Good day, at one point in the past six months, <laughs> Rook and Glen Park for a wonder about. <laughs> Uh, and there was just endless boot camps going on there since we were talking about it earlier. And mm-hmm. oh my, 
Mm-hmm. There was quite the selection of bad bodyweight squats happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of this. Like mm-hmm. little to no knee movement, <laughs> just like slightly leaning forward. Less squatting, more checking to see if the laces were tied. Yeah, there was it was all ass. Um, well, yeah, there was lots of that, and then just like I single leg lunges and stuff like that, and endless runs round the grass. <laughs> just yeah. walked by like, <sighs> yep, not for me. <laughs> yep, and but it was mobbed. There, there was, was one... loads of them. Yeah. It's packed, but they're not breaking the rules. Are they? You're only meant to, I think it's up to eight people from a maximum of two households, I think. Right. Definitely more than eight people in each of these things. Correct, yes. Now, the interesting bit is the... I was speaking to my client I was on the call with before you, mm-hmm. saying that they noticed a boot camp at, funnily enough, Rook and Glen as well. Mm-hmm. And... There was ten of them, nine women, one guy, uh-huh. and one guy took a wee breather, right, a puff to be there. And the female instructor shouts at him, saying, "Do you not want to get fit? Get moving!" And totally screamed at him in the middle of a park. Yes, that's going to really encourage him to come back and feel good about yourself. How to motivate your clients? <laughs> you know what? I absolutely, take my hat off to all of them for going out there, putting themselves in the public eye, doing exercise. Mm. But to then shame the guy like that? Yeah. No, not, not cool. Bad news. Jerry used to shame us on a weekly basis in public when we used to shame him. That's just that's just Jerry. Miles. That's, that's, Jerry. that's Jerry being nice. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's his compliment, isn't it? <laughs> it's like he's showing you attention if he's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was amazed at how many folk were out doing it all. The, the park generally was absolutely heaving like but um the amount of boot camp style things and running groups and all the rest of it it was just I was quite amazed it has to be said Aye. but um, I also saw something online recently that someone was training in a home gym in quotes which I thought that's not allowed <laughs> um, and yes. I don't think it was their own home gym no sure but I couldn't be asked to comment on it because I just yeah. I'm bored with social media now. I find that I struggle the, to reply to your messages. <laughs> yeah, the amount of people um, that have all of a sudden are trainers or people going to trainers' houses that have converted their gyms and they're getting trained in their garage. Um, <sighs> nah, it's just it's not on, is it? But then. People are always going to be at it. Well, I was, I was talking, but I met you in the, the you know gym what? the other week. The thing is, see, see if you want to, be, if you want to be at it, right? Now, people need to do it to survive. Right? People, people are going to do it to survive. Yeah. People will bend the rules in order to fit their own agenda and stuff. Yep. And see if they've got a huge garage, say six meters by eight meters, nice big size garage, and they have, they've got their mask on, the disinfectant, and they're sneaking somebody in. Like, do you know what? If it's paying your bills to keep the roof over your kid's head, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is where they totally flaunt the rules, post their videos on social media and go, hey, look at us, yeah. And they've got zero hygiene measures in place or uh, anything at all. Yeah. I mean, every, every, everybody's going to break the rules to a certain degree, but 
put yourself in a position that if somebody ever queried that you could go, well, do you know what? It was one person in a big area. We'd hide, I had my mask on, I had my visor on, I had this on, I dis- disinfected, and at no point in time did I come closer than, say, two metres to the person. Yeah. Cover yourself. If you're, going to, if you're going to do it on the fly, at least cover yourself that way. Aye. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it doesn't help that the rules are stupid and the gym should be open anyway, but... Oh, the, the rules are ridiculous. <laughs> that, that, that's another rant. About, they talk about the increased aer- aerosol spread of breathing heavy, Yeah. but you can go in a pub and get drunk and shout. Yeah. I, I, I know. Well, mate, listen, we, we had the in-service thing all day yesterday for going back to school. And... Fear, well, again, as we talked about previously, like nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing generally. But one of the <laughs> one of the main rules were brass and woodwind and pipes and singing lessons are not allowed to take place because right. of the breathing involved, the aerosol issue. But which fine, okay. But how can you then? offset that by having pubs open <laughs> it's just ah it's nonsense but mm-hmm. again I, d- I, d- I don't even want to talk about it man because it's just I've spent too long mourning about it and the, the just the utter utter stupidity of it all and just I, again I went off on a bit of a rant in the end service yesterday maybe have been this morning actually just like they just don't make sense so, the rules are all so inconsistent and that's what annoys me it's not the fact that you can and can't do certain things I'm fine with it if they just went you can do this you can't do this but it's just so inconsistent across the board and it just that's right. what frustrates me do you know what I mean none of it ma- right. it doesn't make sense why why can you do this but you can't do this when it's basically the same do you know what I mean but yeah yep. again I don't want to rant about it because it just right. it's pointless I've just got a delivery coming to my front door in two seconds alright what's it going to be what's it going to be it's beds for the beds for the, beds for the kids name that tune Oh, how I've missed your wild interpretation of that tune. <laughs> it's like um, it's like a re- revamped classic. Oh, that's amazing. The extra beats make it. I just provide that extra bit of here again. Do you want to pause the podcast for a second? No. I want a live yeah. on-air opening of your door. I've got nothing else, I've got nothing else to talk about, so it's fine. We can... and interview the postie. Interview him. Ask him his thoughts on COVID. Ask him what, what he thinks about it's the pubs, you know. <laughs> nice. Scott has now got a giant parcel on his doorstep. That's a that's a big one. That's a massive one. That's probably one of the biggest ones I've seen. It's amazing. How's it going, Melrex? Two beds, I. Two beds. Sorry, I can bring an eye. That's perfect. <laughs> Separate beds, eh? Trouble in paradise. <laughs> I think that's a long part of it. <laughs> this is fascinating radio podcasting. It is, isn't it? It's amazing. I know. It's why have you it feels as if all the listeners are with me right now. I know. Why have you got two beds? You and Kirsty falling out? Separate beds for when you when you have a wee argument in the new house? It's called Logan and Brody. My sons. 
I mean, that makes more sense, but it's not as exciting for the last one. <laughs> You're such a blast. <laughs> Correct. Um, hold on, I'm going to move the box inside the house. Hold on. Do it. Keep, just talk, tell a story. It's fine. Scott's now abandoned his iPad to bring the box inside his house. So you get to listen to me talk into a microphone now. What's everyone else's thoughts out there? You need to speak to us because we're lonely. People, let us know what you're thinking about things. How's the lockdown been for you? Are you coping? Are you struggling? Are you desperate to get back to work? Are you already at work? I go back to work this week. Mental. (laughs) Scott's got a hole in his box, apparently. Who knew? I believe I can fly. And he's singing R. Kelly songs. Not entirely appropriate, usually. Oh. On a related note, though, I watched Space Jam for the first time last week. You know, never ever seen Space Jam. Nor had I until last week. It was in the, the movie hat suggestion. <laughs> uh, I think it's one of these films you had to be there the first time round. <laughs> it wasn't great, I'm not going to lie. It does make me want to watch that Michael Jordan documentary, though. Yeah, do you know what it is? A cool documentary. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. It looks good. Um, I mean, you know how I'm mildly competitive? It's been spotted, yes. Yes. Michael Jordan, big MJ, yep. the GOAT, mm-hmm. takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> Honestly, when you see it again, like, no, 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 there's competitive and then there's Michael Jordan. Yeah. But then that, that's how you get to that level, isn't it? Aye. You don't well, get one to game be... for the win. Aye, go on. It was in the championship play- playoffs and he was up against some player and this guy said he would destroy Michael Jordan and this guy basically whooped Michael Jordan's ass in one game and basically said, yeah, I had him in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. And his whole team, and he came out in the press and claimed that, right? Aye. And he did. This guy totally dominated Michael Jordan in that one match. Yeah. And scored loads of points, beat the Chicago Bulls, and they thought, ha, ah, we're going to beat him. And he went, and the whole press team picked up on it, ran the story. Next day, papers and everything get printed in the media and all that, TV shows, news shows, about how this guy said that Michael Jordan was his little bitch and all that, and he had him in his back pocket, and they're going to beat them in the series. And then the next game, Michael Jordan, no, 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 that's it. And his whole team said, why the f- did you just say that? You've just given him the motivation to destroy us now. <laughs> And then the next game, I think it was like two days later, Michael Jordan scored something like 60 points on his own and totally <laughs> annihilated this guy. Brilliant. And he just, he just basically made this guy invisible in the court and like, yeah. you don't annoy him. Don't give him a reason to up his game to an even higher level. Aye. And he just totally mauled him. But then, uh, you, yeah, you need you need that attitude to get to the elite level of anything, I suppose, don't you? Whether uh, it's him absolutely. or Tiger Woods or... Michael Schumacher or whoever to, to get to that like 1% of your chosen profession man it's just that utter Aye. bloody mindedness and and su- super competitiveness leaving no stone mm-hmm. unturned in your your quest for dominance I suppose isn't it that's what separates out good sportsmen and elite level sportsmen Aye. That and phenomenal talent and work ethic, obviously. <laughs> the talent I mean, helps, got, like, but if they've got a good bit of talent and then you combine it with a, with a what sheer stubborn bloody mindedness of work ethic, yeah, 
put those two together, it's frightening. That's it, man. Uh, again, as we've talked about before, talent's only going to get you so far. You need to be prepared to just work harder than everyone else. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Every every minute you're not working and what you're doing, somebody else will be. And they're going to get better than you. I try yeah. and make well, this you sound point. Like a YouTube motiv- you sound like a motivational YouTube video. <laughs> oh, man. Hey. Oh, shit, what was it? I was listening to a, a German podcast earlier on. And the guy, one of the presenters in it is like running CrossFit and all the rest of it. But he's a, he's a, his whole business is um, online drum lessons. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. But he's this like dead excitable and like super just, just about teaching and motivating people, right? It's amazing. The guy's, the guy's really cool. But he was saying, it was, he was listening to what I think it must have been the Nike podcast maybe. And they had some CrossFit guy who was like an ex-Marine or ex-Navy SEAL or something like that. And he was saying, um, for like obviously when you're when you and uh somebody asked him like how do you get through some of these events? Do you know what I mean? When your when your lungs are bursting and your legs are gone and all the rest of it, and you think you can't go on. He's like, well, what I learned in the the Navy SEALs was like, it's it's at that point you like as soon as you realise you're going to get through it. It's how you deal with it at its toughest point in the middle. That's what counts at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? You're going, you're going to get through whatever pain you're in. But the most important thing is how you deal with it when you're in the shit in the middle. And I, I, it kind of yeah. clicked with me. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you're doing... I don't know. Again, I was relating it to Lucy. Like if, she, if she's doing something difficult, like how you deal with that really difficult point when it gets tough, that's what's going to define you whether you then stick it out to the end and, and get out the end of that long cycle or that difficult piece of work or whatever, fine, great, you made it through but how you react in the middle is what is going to define your attitude to it all so if you're yep. pissing and moaning and whining about everything being difficult and oh, I can't do this, I don't want to do this, this is rubbish this is awful, but then you get cajoled and dragged through it and eventually you do it, then that's great but if you just go, this is really difficult, all right, cool, let's go. And don't moan right. about it and don't whine about it. You just knuckle down, accept the difficulty and, and embrace it almost, you know? That's the attitude, mm-hmm. man, do you know what I mean? That attitude right. is what's going to make you better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know, I don't, there was just something about it. It just clicked with me this morning. It was really good. It's like my old coach, Alexander. That's where the kind of easy, normal, just train came from. But from him, because he was always talking about some of the sets he'd done in the training sessions were absolutely, it would annihilate me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn it. Yeah, easy. Normal. Just training. Yeah. Not difficult. I did not die. Yeah, yeah. And, it's it. almost like, and it was that kind of sheer simplicity of, I didn't die. Yeah. I didn't hurt myself. I didn't do bad to anyone else. So it's, yeah. When you look at it that way, it is easy. Mm-hmm. It's just something normal. It's just training. Yeah. And it's just, you can take that to anything at all. And I love that kind of, I mean, with Kirsty's been mega stressed just now, obviously, we spoke about it before we started this. And I'm saying to him, look, take the fuck it approach. I'm not saying just going to go, fuck it, and not care, but but don't care. Just go that way. You know what? Everybody's in a shit storm. So mm-hmm. what, what's the point of getting stressed out about it? Just relax. At the end of the day, We've got a roof over our head, we've got a cracking family, we love each other, and we're healthy. Yeah, that's Just it. Just take those three points from it and go, oh, do you know what? 
Nobody knows what's going on right now. Everybody's stressed out of the box, but just don't try not to let it get to you. Just, yeah. just almost chill and just, you know the storm's going to pass. Well, this is it. It's the same It's the same thing. You know we're going to get out of this at one point, but when we're right. in the middle of it just now, how you react is, is how mm-hmm. you're going to be seen at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? So if you... Right. If you react well and you try and help out as best you can and you just cope with it all as best you can and just don't be a dick, then Aye. that's great. That's amazing. That's all anyone can ask of you. But if you're some whiny, privileged bobag who's moaning about everything, and again, I'm aware that we moan about a lot of stuff on this podcast. But if you're just... We don't moan, we... um We vent. <laughs> Prevent her <laughs> critically, constructively criticize. But do you know what I mean? If you if you're making obstacles for people left, right, and center, and you just feel like you, everything's owed to you, and nothing's right. fair. But kind of persecution uh, complex. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? What that's not doing anyone any favors, least of all you. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, just you, you need to deal with things as best well. you can all the time. A couple of guys I know that are kind of big in business and stuff, and they're really clued up and they're all talking about how the, the second wave of the pandemic, right? They're like, that. it's not the virus. The second wave is going to be the economic impact. So obviously loads of businesses have crumbled, mm-hmm. right? And, and folded with us. And he went, <clears throat> the second wave is going to be where in the next 12 to 18 months, so many businesses are going to fold yeah. or not fold, but if they stay, if they stay afloat, they're going to end up laying, having mass redundancies and laying mm-hmm. folk off. And anyway, because they're going to streamline a lot of the business processes. They're going to go, well, do you know what? We don't need to work from these offices. We're going to then outsource. We can then employ people from anywhere in the country and just have them all working remotely from home. Yeah. So we don't need these big shops, right? Just do away from do away from the kind of shop fronts, move it all online. So they're going to there's going to be redundancies across a lot of sectors. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened one of my clients this morning on a call straight I got my letter through today saying that um I'm getting made redundant. Because they get furloughed at the beginning of lockdown and they'd heard various rumours about as soon as the government, and everybody predicted it, as soon as the government announced it, the furlough payment would drop for 80% down to 60 and the company would have to do you know, top up the other bit. Yeah. Like that. She was like, I knew fine well I was going to get made redundant. So she's been planning for it anyway. Right. But it's going to happen more in the next 12 to 18 months. The more businesses going like that, you know what? We can't keep the same workforce. We're going to have to downsize yeah. in order to kind of stay alive. Definitely. And that's what kind of these guys are talking about is the second wave. It's going to be the second wave isn't the virus, but the effects of the virus on the economy and everybody mm-hmm. crumbling. And you're going to see the knock-on effect and like pubs and restaurants. Oh, they're booming just now. And I think if we look at like even the Christmas time coming, how many folk are going to be able to spend the same amount of money? Yeah, totally. So that's that whole sector. I mean, I think last year was the lowest on was it the lowest on record in something like twenty years for Christmas sales. Right. Um. So that's going to have a knock-on effect for everybody. And yeah. Then it falls into the again. They're all just panicking and going, "Oh, what we're going to do here?" And but I think what you're talking about the mindset of how you react during the tough times will reflect on you further down the line. And I think that's going to be important for so many businesses. If you turn around and go, well, I bust my ass during the lockdown and now my company's now looking at who's, who are they going to make redundancy or how are they going to remodel the business? I knew if, if it was me and I had 50 members of staff and I had to cut it, I had to cut the staff down to 25. Mm-hmm. Aye. Maybe, maybe it isn't the right way to do it, but I would look at 
who came through for me during the lockdown and who didn't. Yeah, yeah. Who actually stood up to test and actually proved themselves during the toughest time. Yep. Rather than just went, oh, I'm not happy. I don't like working with a laptop from home. Yeah, this is it. I well, Fee's <laughs> talked about that before. I think a lot of companies are going to use this as an excuse to kind of trim the fat, get rid of the dead wood. Because it will give yep. them that excuse now, where before they would need reasons to bag people who are shite and they don't like, whereas now they can just go, ah, oh, do you know what I mean? Cutbacks, don't know what to tell you, off you pop. COVID-19? Yeah, totally, <laughs> aye. Um, and again, as devil's advocate, is that a bad thing if you're getting rid of people who are shite at the job? I don't know. Yeah. Yes, it's tough. Exactly. If people are getting laid off for, for reasons that are out with the company's control and stuff, then if you're great at your job and you get laid off, that's brutal. I mean, touch wood, it doesn't yeah. happen to me, but um, mm-hmm. if you're shite at your job and you get laid off because of it, then it's your fault, isn't it? Aye. Um, it's funny, I was, I was having a chat with Abby at the weekend. Um, I'd got a laptop for a birthday just for getting into high school and stuff, mm-hmm. and I thought, like, there you go, get set up. And um, I was like, all right, and I'll show you Microsoft Office and how you use those wee things, and I'll kind of start teaching you wee bits of it. Yeah. And I went, look, important thing when you're older and you need to, and you're, you've got a job, you want to make sure that you have special skills that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. Because then, if you're the only person in that company that can do a certain thing for the company, they'll never get rid of you. Yep. And she thought, that, oh. And I went, don't be Joe Average or Jane Average, like everybody else. That, so when they come to the done, say, well, it doesn't matter if we get rid of Abby or we get rid of so-and-so. Yeah. Be the person who they go, oh, no, we can't get rid of her. She's the only one that can do this. Mm-hmm. And I went, so learn all these skills just now and make sure that you've got a variety of skills for when you do go to the job. And she's like, oh, yeah, that sounds quite good. Yep. Yeah, again, it just comes back to what we're talking about. Like, don't settle for being all right at stuff. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do something, commit. Do it really well. Do it to the best of your ability. Be, if you be just... good at it, so when... Be the go-to person that if somebody goes, all oh, right, I need a drum instructor. Who am I going to go to? No me. Call him again. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> but they want to be, you want to be the first name out of everybody's mouth. You want to keep yourself relevant and yeah. be out there that if somebody thinks, oh, I don't know what to do, who will I go and get? If your name isn't at the top, in the top three, then yeah. reevaluate what you're doing and people should be coming looking for you. Yeah, definitely. 100%, man. I just think we know... Okay, no time for people aspiring for mediocr- mediocrity. Oh, it's almost a Scottish man. mentality. Right? It is, it's, it's a very British thing, isn't it? A Scottish thing. Just glorious and defeat all the time, do you know what I mean? Aye. Just be be well, the best at whatever you want to be. And if you don't if you don't achieve the, the where you if you don't achieve the goals that you're after, then at least you can look at yourself in the face and say, like, look, I've done my best. You can look in the mirror and Aye. go, I busted my ass to try and get that. If you don't achieve it, then Aye. You kind of say you didn't work hard enough, you know. Yep. But their whole attitude of just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, that's fine, that'll do. No, I said that to all three of my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been going to school, guys. You get exams and stuff, and I went, and I said to Abby, look, a lot of people will put pressure on you in high school that you must pass your exams. Well, I mean, I don't want to sound like a kind of rogue teacher or rogue parent, but you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you decide later on in life, just now, I could go back and do some hires at almost forty-year-old yeah. if I wanted to. If I needed to go and do a university course and I needed hires to get into it, I could go and do it now. Yep. I mean, it's not, yeah, if you get them done in high school, it gives you a good advantage, but it's not as if your life is ruined if you fail your exams. Absolutely. And I mean, I mean, there's loads of opportunities out there after it. And I mean, and just so just, if you work hard, if, you, if you're if you lazy 
and you fail, I'll be annoyed. Mm-hmm. If you bust your ass off and you fail, I'll be proud of you for busting your ass. Totally fine, All yeah. I care about is you put is the work ethic, work hard, and if you need help with something, you just ask. Amen, brother. Couldn't Preach. agree more. Preach. Hallelujah. Wait a minute, where's my tambourine? Well, that's really distorted. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great distorted tambourine note to end on. Uh, yeah, so today's episode in a nutshell if you've been lazy like me for the past three months <laughs> start moving, get prepped for going back to the gym and also be cool and work hard Pretty much, I work hard, work hard but work smart Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't be just busy worker don't be that guy. Don't be Mr. Mr. Looking Busy. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, anything else to add? I'm sleepy. I'm so sleepy, man. I think so. No, you good? No. Cool. I think I'm just going to go and practice a harmonica now. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, how's that all going? I haven't had any updates from I you recently. Nah, it's still really tricky bits, but just going to try to polish up a couple of wee bits just to try and improve on them. All right, play me something. Go. No, I've got my wee tucka-tucka bit. Go. There you go. Live gig for you, straight away. There you go, folks. We need to set up a Patreon page so people can pay now. <laughs> who, need, who, need, who needs Ticketmaster when you've got us? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> on that note, what are you doing next December? Is it Lama God? Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's every chance I can't go because I'll be doing panto like, but. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I can't, myself, and I can't find the tickets. Um, yeah, no, I may say the other day I got an email through from Ticketmaster saying it had been rescheduled. Yes, that'd be great. Scrap panel, mate. Pull a sickie that night. Oh, I'll definitely be putting a depth in for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Do it right. I just need to go and try and find the tickets now. Um, so yeah, let's all go and listen to Lamb of God because they're dead good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. <sighs> what? Get a fart. Nah, I just, I literally, my brain just stopped working. <laughs> it's just, it's happened. It's happened, right? I'm going to go. Let's go away because this is just shite now. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>